begin. Roleplay Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey. We're the Double Ds. We're in. We're live from Mile High Sports Studio here in uh, Greenwood Village Tech Center, um, Colorado. Okay, maybe you listen to the Broncos Blitz podcast from somewhere else. Um, you know, uh, we got listeners from all over the place at Mile High Sports, literally all over the place. Good ones. Uh, there's Broncos fans all over the place, all over the world. That's a brand. That's one of those kind of brands, you know, the Broncos. Yeah, the uh, sun never sets on Broncos country. That's what they say. Yeah, the Denver Broncos as a brand. And Jim Sakamano, a Broncos legendary figure, always kind of said, I would always refer to the Broncos as the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. Not to get any of the Broncos confused, which, you know... There's, you could say the Wildcats, and it's like, well, what does that mean? That's yeah, that's you know what I mean. High school, you in could America. Say, you could say the Rams, and it's like, well, what does that mean? A lot mean? of Rams, um, but you know, Tigers. I don't know if that we don't think of any other Broncos because Jim Sakamano dubbed them the Denver Broncos thirty or forty years ago, thirty plus years ago, or if you know the only other Broncos are Idaho or whatever it was, Boise State, Boise State, yeah. Um, okay, we're here. Yesterday was a good podcast. Today, um, we got some stuff to talk about as we prepare for Thursday Night Football tomorrow, um, a football Friday, and then going in there and playing the most important game of the season for the Broncos. The most important game of the season, and it's really not close. The most important game of Nathaniel Hackett's head coaching career. Um, Why do you say that? Well, if it's the most important game of the season, and it's... And he's the head coach this season, his only season. Then this is the most important game of his career. Mm, I see what you're doing there with your logic. Okay. Um, so what does that mean? It means a lot. It means there's a little bit of added pressure. Hopefully okay. you address that by preparing during the bye week. Yeah. Um, and it also means that you have an opportunity in front of you. An opportunity where you mentioned before we started recording, there are... For whatever reason, people betting on the Broncos to win this game. Yeah. So you have people that have faith in the team uh, when they really haven't given you a whole lot of reason to have faith in them. But there were some improvements on the offense against okay. Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So if you can build on that, if you can keep taking steps in the right direction, which you have done only once this season, which is this past week, getting yeah. a win. Um, there were a lot of distractions going into London. All the stuff with Russell Wilson. All the stuff is Hackett going to get on the plane back. Um, we got we got new running backs in there. Latavius Murray's playing his second game in London in like four weeks. So there was a lot going on. Bradley okay. Chubb I, about you know, to be Bradley Chubb about to be traded. That's interesting. You know, there there's a lot of stuff. noise. There was a lot of people who thought like us. No one within the organization, win, lose, or draw. Okay, Nathaniel Hackett was going to come back in because it would have been such an indictment of George Payton. Okay. If they were to have fired and missed so devastatingly bad on a a head coach, especially when so many good head coaches are, you know, are making it happen for teams right now that um, there is something to coming back, knowing we're going to move forward. None of the nonsense. Bradley Chubb's out. You move on. Next guy has to step up. Uh, Defense will have a little bit of pressure on it to, you know, maintain and let everybody know it wasn't all about, you know, Bradley Chubb, and we're still all great players, and we won't skip a beat, which I don't think they do skip a beat. I think they're going to be good. Um, Okay, there's something, too. I kind of like that. Um, Something I want to talk about, I've almost become obsessed with today on my way and to do the radio show and then to do the podcast is just the penalties. They're 
the most penalized team in the NFL, and they will already, no matter what, and they could cut the penalties in half the rest of the way, go down as the most penalized team in Broncos history. That's how bad it is. And it's so bad to a point where you could just think of such gashing, glaring, big-time, drive-killing, uh, or drive-extending-for-the-opposition penalties throughout this whole season. I think the penalties have cost them two games. At least. Okay, so I like that you said that at least because then we're on the same page. Even if someone will say, well, maybe one game. I think two games. Penalties have cost them two games. So that doesn't mean they're a great team um, if they're not um, a, a dirty team. And I don't mean dirty by dirty. I just mean dirty by um, not playing clean ball, not uh, just by making lots of amateur-like mistakes and yeah. not being professionals. Yeah, you know? unforced errors. Yes, um, just self-inflicted wounds. Mm -hmm. So, man, it's it's hard to just change that overnight because that's like who and what you are. You can't just you know that's that's it's glaring. It's from a coach Hackett problem to not um, having this team refined enough, professional enough, mature enough, and just good enough to be not making stupid mistakes. Um. So, uh, not savvy enough, but mentally strong enough. That's a big one mm -hmm. there, okay? I don't know if they can get these, if they can become one of the lesser penalized teams the NFL the second half of the season, which sounds like ridiculous, then there's a chance. You know, that gives you another big chance. It gives you an opportunity to, it gives you an opportunity to go and, um, Man, just stay in every game, which they already are in games, which in that should put you over the top to win a couple of these close games. Well, this has been was, a really weird season. Yeah, that was the whole reason you bring in Russell Wilson to win you games. They haven't been outclassed be by anybody the whole season. They have not. Not by one team, okay? The, their worst loss was to... The Raiders, who is the beginning of them playing well for a couple of games, trying to get their act together. And the Broncos offense did something during that game. They did. And it was while it was an eight-point loss, you know, the game might have fell. It was a three-quarter game, kind of got out of hand in the fourth quarter. Um, you just can't understand the level of desperation for an Ofer team. Defeated. No wins. True. I mean, it's like everyone at that point, you have to have it. Everyone's pulling together. You're getting your best stuff. And then you start to believe, like, everything's gone wrong for us before. We're getting to get those good bounces and the football gods are going to shine you know uh, upon us and they did they made it happen for themselves so while i'm not making excuses for that loss that's not that bad of a loss it's interdivisional broncos games have been lopsided gotten killed by the raiders before and the broncos many a time historically have you know dismantled the raiders so man the broncos have been so competitive in each game and i don't mean competitive by great offense i mean competitive by could have won any of the games could have won all the games. Correct. And I don't mean like you can't you're we're far away from being like, well, they're three and five and they could easily have been six and two. Nah, that's not true. They could easily have been five and three. Not really, because they lost all those 50-50 battles. When push came to shove, they broke. They had the mistakes. They were penalized. They couldn't come up with the big play. They made one more mistake instead of one more play. How do you overcome that? The good part, the best thing that Broncos have going for them is they're competitive. Mm -hmm. They're in every game. They're close. The defense is spectacular. The second best defense, if you want to put it all together, you can call them the best defense in the league. You can call them the sixth best. Depends what we're ranking them and how we're ranking them and based off of what. But we know they're damn freaking good. The defense is great, okay? So that means the offense just has to be good. 
The offense doesn't have to be great. They're poor. 15 PPG is poor. Yeah. Uh, 17 or 18 PPG is average. Uh, 20, the... 21, 22 is above average. That's good. That's good. There we go. Yeah. I wanted to try, try to say that, but I couldn't. <laughs> That's good. You know? It is good. So the Titans are right there around 18, 19. It's just like, well, I'd be happy to go from 15 to 16 or 17. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But also, man, asking for one more score in terms of a touchdown throughout all of these games, not unrealistic at all. No, it's they're, not asking much. They're despicable on third downs. And I don't mean like long drives or and then, you know, you're the third down kind of catches them. I mean, three and outs. Yeah. Can't get the drives going. But once they are able to get the drives going, and that's on Nathaniel Hackett, a dink, a dunk, a screen, throw into the flat, little, you know, easy one, tied in the middle of the field, eight yards, seven yards, Russ scrambling out early, designed little run, little boot keeper thing, little boot throw to the tight end. It's like dad ball. Get me a couple late. If I go out there and start launching. If I miss two or three threes in a row, then I'm like, is there a lid on that basket? What's going on here? I need to, and I don't always do it. Sometimes I keep launching. Get to the rim for a little easy one. You know, I play. you hear a great passer or you're a big dude who passes, man. If I go run around the basket and find a rebound and put it back up, get one down, then I'm like, oh, wow. It is possible. Yeah. So it's on Nathaniel Hackett to get Russ going a little bit. We, we can't have 16 for 30 or 22 for 40 throwing. He's got to be having 26 for 31, you know, attempts to completions, 24, 25 completions to 32 attempts. That's where it's at. 68%, 70%, 65%. That's moving the chains. That's uh, st- sustainable drive type of numbers. And it's just not coming together. I think there's some push of... Russ was made some promises. He's here. We're going to try to do it some of Russ's way. We all know this is since, you know, years ago. He puts his own game plan together every single week and then presents it to the coaches. Russell Wilson does, like the coaches do. He presents it to them, okay? So maybe part of when he's talking to Coach Payton and his agent, well, they didn't want to hear some of this stuff. I gave them some great ideas here. You know, the, the times they did use my stuff, it worked. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a great football mind. It's one of, one of the best quarterbacks. I should have some say. If you're going to, you know, if you want me to cook the groceries, well, let, if you don't let me cook the dinner, at least you, let, you should let me buy some of the groceries too, like Parcel said. But that doesn't always work, maybe unless you're Peyton Manning. But he's like a genius of football. Peyton's like a genius yeah. of football, you know? Russ is not. And he's smart. Russ is a smart guy. There's a lot of smart guys. They ain't geniuses. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot, a lot of smart guys. But to be smart, man, you know, he's savvy. He's, he's good. He got a 28 on his Wonderlick. That's a high. It's really good. That's out of 50. There's guys who get 42, 38, 45. Those guys are really, really smart. So maybe... There's no football genius in Nathaniel Hackett. And there's no football genius in Russ. Maybe Russ was best when he was just coached by a great coach. And maybe Nathaniel Hackett is just a great assistant coach, not a great head coach. All of these factors, somewhere in there lies the truth to the struggles. And I don't know that somewhere in there lies the answers and a formula to winning with the current ingredients, meaning coach, QB, 
his staff scheme players. You can't fire all the players. Most of them will be coming back next year, but you can't fire the coaches. And it's a bad year for um, the Broncos in terms of what's happening around the rest of the league with the other first-year coaches because they're thriving. Dayball, uh, uh, O'Connell, and uh, Mike McDaniel. Damn, dude, they've been great. They've been flat-out great. Spectacular. And then uh, Robert uh, Sala. Second year is there, right? Look what he's done in just two years. Same dudes. Same busted quarterback who people are ready mm-hmm. to turn on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson starts having sex with everyone's mom, and all of a sudden everyone's on the Jets. Spurred him on. It's a leader. That's leadership stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where does that leave us? We went from penalties. As we're trying to talk through our Broncos grief and talk through the problems, We'll present some solutions and some ideas throughout the way. Because sometimes it feels like, wait, what did we just talk about? But then I'm like, that was a good talk. I'm satisfied. Yeah. Because we're just going through, you know, again, we're not not the, I heard DMAC say, I really think Russell should go have his eyes checked. <laughs> I really believe that. He should go to the optometrist, see if he should get his eyes checked because he's missing. I mean, that's what we're talking about. It's like, I know, it's like, we'll talk about any, this is a respected guy, D-Mac, a friend of mine. It's great. You know, don't get me wrong. That's but like, crazy. I was just like, what? Okay. I mean, like, he might be missing stuff, but also it's because it's different now, the offense, at least the terminology, um, what he wants to do within this offense, even some of the parts of the West Coast offense that are the same from what he used to do. And maybe he's been hung up as he's pressing on going big play particular receiver doing a little bit too much instead of just taking that eight yards there was a glaring miss miss kj hamler stared down court and sutton the colts game lost that game because of it they were destined to lose that game though after they threw an interception when they're up nine to six into their end zone instead of just making them instead of just settling kicking a very short field goal going up by six and making the Colts come and have to score seven points, which they couldn't to beat you. At that point, it unraveled. They were pressing. Yeah, they got in a couple that, that that particular pick I just talked about a second ago. That was show-off stuff. We needed a touchdown for the numbers, for our you know uh, reputations, and just to feel good about ourselves kind of stuff, and it yeah. blew up in their faces. And um, so the couple big mistakes where people are like, see this one, Russ missed him. What's he, freaking blind? It's like it just was he made wrong decisions. And they're, at the time, uh, under 500 team now. And then. So then it's easy to want to try to, when I'm down betting on Maverick, on the Maverick Sports app, I'm down a little bit. Then I bet a little more to try to get back. Then I bet a little more, try to bite off more than I can chew. It's easy to do. That's life. You know? So I think Russ has some of that going on in his play, and that's part of some of the misses, not just taking kind of what is given. And it's hard to do that when you got the world against you. And the Broncos got the football world against them, and even some of the Broncos country, you know, who loves these guys no matter what, unless they're, you know, not good. Eh, then they love to hate them, kind of. It's just what it is. It's hard. Speaking of Maverick Sports, though, the Maverick Sports app, go to their website, check it out. $750 deposit bonus. They have that going on, this match bonus. Uh, then just win. Build a parlay. Uh, make a bunch of $10 bets, $5 bets, a bunch of $100 bets, whatever you do. But take advantage right away and make a big bet with that sign-up bonus because um, you're going to get that money back. Um, 
to then, you know, play a little bit smarter on it. So um, you'll, you'll, you'll see how easy it is to navigate, download, uh, register, uh, deposit, and then the best part, withdraw. So go check those guys out. Uh, Total Beverage, TotalBeverage.com. Uh, it's TotalBev.com, actually. Um, giant superstore locations all over town. They're great, uh, very unique. Uh, make you feel, like, welcome when you go into the shops, not cold, not like you know, the guys who are working the aisles when you ask them a question, they're not going to, like, you know, roll their eyes and have to go get someone else to ask. Everyone is very knowledgeable in all the stuff they have. Um whether it's stuff for work, a birthday party, just grabbing a six pack or whatever, you'll you know feel and see the difference. Those guys are the best. Uh, shout out one more time, our guy uh, Mike from Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Um, they're going to celebrate a thirtieth year anniversary. Thirty years, that's wild. You can go buy like a two or three dollar pack of tops, you know, baseball cards. Still build the seven hundred card set or whatever, but you can go and buy like a seven hundred dollar box of. Um, uh, some product uh, of a box of cards from, say, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's rookie year. That's, you know, five or six years ago stuff. A box that was 200 at the time is now worth 1000 because of you pulled the Josh Allen. That card is worth five or 6000 bucks. That's like what the hobby is. It's crazy what, like, sports cards are today. So, I mean, just go check it out. You can go in there and spend 20 bucks, grab some singles and some packs. You can go in there and mics and spend a fortune on, you know, feel good about it, too. So, a um, couple more things. What do you got? What else you got for us? What, there's one or two more things I thought we wanted to maybe chop up before we get out of here. Um, uh, yeah, so I mentioned it earlier with the noise outside. You think they got... Is there more, like, noise distraction in the locker room type stuff going on now that Bradley Chubb has been traded or was there more going on before is there more the trade deadline when people were shoot. like speculating oh yeah. Chubb could be gone Judy could be gone Hamler could be gone that's a tough question um I think with there was extra buzz and it's negative buzz when you're talking about being a seller and trading all your best players. That's like a negative buzz. Yeah. And now like, it's just like these guys are. Well, the trade deadline's passed. These are the is. guys we're yeah. moving with, forward with. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the Nathaniel Hackett stuff. You know, George Payton came out a couple times and, you know, gave, you know, his support for him. And it's not always a dreaded vow, you know, um, dreaded. Um, um, like people say, you when you come right when you come in there support your coach, say you got his back is right away when he's going to be fired. The Broncos just aren't at that point. It's not how it works. The NFL works. It's it would be a, an incredibly dramatically devastatingly bad look for everyone if they were to have done something like that. If even if they would have lost to the Jags, they didn't. They won. Jags went out there and won a game this last week. Jags could have won two in a row. Um. Yeah, they're a bottom-tier team, but a bottom-tier team ain't too far off from a top-tier team in the NFL. It all comes down to the Titans. And if you beat the Titans, everything is different. Every last thing is different from turning that reputation around to the vibe in the locker room. Definitely the vibe around Broncos country and within what we do. Mm -hmm. Because then we'll start to say, we can start to talk ourselves into well, they was, it's, they're coming around. This was coming. They were in every game. They were close in games. They're learning how to finish. They're learning how to kind of uh, bury teams and kind of put it over the top. And um, it's just not easy to do, to win games in the NFL. To even go out there and put out there like a product on the field that is, you know, like the uh, – 
commanders, man. It's like they're just a shit storm for the first three or four or five weeks of the season. Bad teams are. And then, you know, you kind of catch up. The Broncos were never that bad. Um, and in the end, and then we'll kind of wrap this up, I just don't know if in the end they're going to break through or not. It feels like a team like the Broncos so close. And with the quarterback like Russ, who is just better than the way he's played, will come will show out at some point. Will show out at some point and be really good. Is that then sustainable? And is that what they will become? Or will they revert back to this? And is this kind of who they really are? But I don't believe this is who they really are. I think they're they're a better version of what they've put out there. And a, just a little bit of better version than this is you're winning close games instead of losing close games. That's it. That's like the way I feel about it. You know, it's they're not a total pieces. Yeah, this will be a good one because Tennessee, like you said, they're a division leader. And it'd make for a good quality win. Yeah, it would be a good win. It would be, be a, a great really good win. win. Um, yeah, they got to, the defense has got to hold tough. Derrick Henry is a, a tall order by any defense to try to slow him down. But, yeah, this will be a big test. It'll be good to see them, instead of playing against, I don't know, some crappy opponents and yeah. squeaking out a win or messing up and ending up with a loss, Yep. to actually play competitive football against a good team like Tennessee, that would mean something. I agree. Okay. Danny Bailey, good stuff. It's always uh, fun to do the you podcast too? with you. It's going to be something to think about. Right when I'm thinking, like, you know, I got it all figured out, I'm like, I like the way you said that. <laughs> I didn't think of that before. But, um, yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, what's your Twitter and all your good stuff like that? At D Bailey, 5280 on Twitter. Uh, you can hear me on Mile High Sports Radio, chipping in every once in a while on Afternoon Drive with Anilo Piro and Cody Rourke. That's 4 to 6 on uh, 4 to 6 Mountain Time weekdays, Monday through Friday. Um, and then the hockey show on Saturdays. I produce it, but... I get the NFL. If people like hockey, tune in. Hockey show Saturday, noon to 1 Mountain Time on Mile High Sports Radio. I consider you a part of our show as well. I mean, like, you produced a show for a long time and then over a couple different stretches. <laughs> and it's just like you're one of the dudes who's, like, a part of the show. Thank you. You just show up for work right after the show ends. Yeah. And then you're here the rest of the night. Well, I'll come sometime during the show and hang out. You should. Uh, okay, that's the pod. Uh, the Broncos Blitz podcast, radio show we do at Mile High Sports Radio. It's a Smile High morning show. Uh, Jeff Gersh, my old co-host, has kind of been back hanging out with me again. Um, told a good group of dudes, a cast of characters. If you listen to the show, you know it. If you like the podcast, you love the radio show, vice versa. Uh, that's really it. Uh, go Broncos. We'll be back tomorrow, um, Thursday. We'll talk some Thursday Night Football. We'll... Get a closer look at the Titans. I want to talk about Malik Willis tomorrow a little bit more of like the um, some of the threats that he could kind of you know present, which is more than I think we think. Because man, if he gets just a few throws down as they're running the ball effectively, they can get to twenty four points or twenty seven points, and you know make have the Broncos make a mistake here or there, which they're good for you know once a yeah. game. So um, they're a first place team for a reason, and it actually the reason is. N I, I don't think all to do with um, Ryan Tannehill, who's good and quietly one of the underrated quarterbacks over the last few years. But I think they're um, just deeper than that. And, you know, um, it's not about the quarterback play. It's about the style of play and the, 
you know the, the team. They're yeah, they have a good they have team. team. They're well coached. Yeah. Okay, Danny Bailey, good uh, Bailey, good stuff. Uh, I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter as well. Danny Williams, uh, we're the Double D's. We will be back tomorrow. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sierra.